0: All right, everybody. Welcome in to the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dakota Esri. And if it's your first time listening to the show, welcome to the show. If you enjoy the content, please feel to subscribe, leave me a rating or comment down below. It would be much appreciated. As always, we start with around the world. We get to a bunch of Mariners and we finish with the solid Seahawks section today. If any of you guys have anything you want me to talk about that I'm not currently covering inside the podcast for this for this current episode please let me know in the comment section down below. Would be very much appreciated. And with that, let's get right into it. Around the world starts, unfortunately, with the Deshaun Watson investigation update. The investigation is now being headed by the New York Times, which is a little bit concerning, especially for Deshaun Watson's case and his people. The claim numbers continue to rise, which is a bit of a problem in general due to the fact of the uh, severity of these problems. You know, I want to put it that way. But uh, the numbers are rising, the claims are increasing, uh, there has been no update from Roger on anything as far as suspensions or any put on the, ex- on the uh, commissioner's exempt list. That's all been concerning in general, but unfortunately, he's not a Seahawk. We don't have to worry about him. He's Cleveland's problem. They paid him a bunch of money. That's their own deal. Have fun, you know, Cleveland. I wish nothing but the best, obviously. I like what the franchise has done, but this has turned into a big old dumpster fire mess with this whole, with the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Celtics beat the Warriors last night, 116-100 behind a combined points of 53 behind Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I love Jason Tatum. They make a ball. Baker Mayfield has been excused from mandatory minicamp. Obviously, as I've been covering, the trade saga for Baker Mayfield continues. This has been a messy, messy, messy situation for all people included. Bad look for for the for the front office. Bad look for this organization. Baker Mayfield. If I was you, I show up with a lawn chair and a six pack of beer and just kick back and laugh at the people and say, "Good job, and just clap at everybody." You know, be 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 a side mascot. Show that you're there. Kind of be a nuisance put force their hand. The thing is, with this whole Isaiah's touchdown with the whole Deshaun Watson thing, if Deshaun Watson ends up getting suspended, you have Jacoby Brissett, a quarterback, and not much else behind that. I think they still have Josh Dobbs, a backup, like a fourth-string quarterback, because you got to have that at least. But I don't know if Case Keenum is still on, on, on the current roster. It's an interesting situation. I think that the Seahawks are going to monitor this very closely. We'll see what happens when it comes to Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, if Deshaun doesn't get indeed being suspended for a minimum of a year, which is what I would anticipate to happen due to the current severity of the issues and the kind of allegations that are being put against him, it's going to open the door for Baker to somehow get his foot back inside the door for the organization. But overall, Seahawks will, will, will keep their eye on this in general. Cooper Cup gets a massive three-year extension with the Rams yesterday. Apparently, they don't have to abide by the salary cap or, you know, Stan Kroenke just wants to kick the can down the road and deal with that issue at, at a different time. Obviously, they're coming off of a Super Bowl championship win. Congratulations. Aaron Donald got a bunch of money the, the day beforehand. So, they're just giving money out left and right. So, congrats to a go Cooper Cup from Eastern Washington. Represent. Love some Washington love. But, man, I don't know how they're doing this. Apparently, it's a... It's a signing bonus thing with how they're being able to, uh, you know, work this money around or bend some, bend some dollars and stuff like that. I'm sure some people are gonna get their contracts reworked. They did rework the contract for Matt Stafford in the off season, so you just locked up three of your biggest honchos when it comes up to your franchise for the upcoming season. Be very curious to see what happens with that in general. But overall, we'll probably we'll keep an eye on it, see if anybody else gets signed. They did bring in Allen Robinson in the off season. The Rams are making waves. Congrats to them. And uh, I'm going to finish with the, with the Los Angeles Angels. Um, I still call them the Anaheim Angels because they'll still forever in my heartbeat. They ain't the Anaheim Angels. They have lost 14 consecutive games. They lost the game last night, 1-0 to against the Boston Red Sox. Most of their lineup had hits. I checked the box score. It wasn't a bad game offensively. They just can't put runs on the board. Pitching wasn't bad. Uh, they got a new uh, uh, interim coach. Phil Nevin, I do I do believe it is, uh, that that's his correct name, if I want to butcher it, I apologize to Phil Nevin, but uh, I'm still kind of g- gaining some, uh, info and whatnot as far as that whole move goes. Obviously, Joe Madden, see you later, bye-bye, you're at the door, we'll catch you later, so you know, sorry to see that happen to him, especially when you lose 14 games, apparently if your first name is Joe right now and you're a manager, you should be calling your agent and make sure that your butt's good. Because first it was Joe Girardi in Philadelphia, now it's Joe Madden. And uh, as the jokes go, and in dodgeball, you know, average Joe's gym, just not cutting the old cheddar right now. Sorry, that was a terrible joke, but I couldn't help myself. Okay, here we go to the Mariners. The Mariners have been playing fantastic baseball recently, four consecutive series we're winning every other game we had to have this happen right now after the oakland series i thought the season was a dumpster fire i'm not holding back any words it wasn't pretty it was hideous disgusting atrocious and putting any word possible that was what i was feeling right then at that current time when we lost to oakland because oakland can't do a damn thing right they really can't they're trying to lose they trade matt Olson. they trade matt chapman they trade shalom shamanaya chris bassett everything the only person they kept on there was their catcher, Sean Murphy, and he deserves to be traded too. Whoever he goes to, they're going to pay a pretty pretty, penny for it. If I can actually talk today, that'd be fantastic. But overall, we're playing good baseball. We really are. I know I've been talking about, I, you know, I went on a little bit of a rant last time with Robbie Ray. Unfortunately, my, you know, ranting powers did not help Ray figure out himself. The mustache did nothing. Hacked the dang thing. It looked terrible. Um, It looked like something out of an 80s movie. We don't need that stuff right now. We need to win baseball games. With that being said, Cal Raleigh has been a huge, consistent, offensive, and defensive presence on this team the last 14 days. He is smacking the ball. He is tied for third most home runs on this team. He's tied with Julio for seven dingers right now. He is excelling both at the plate, with the bat, behind the plate, catching, He's doing everything at a very high level right now, and God bless him, because we ever needed it right now, Cal Raleigh. We needed you to step up, because Luis Torrens has been hot trash all season. I got no problem saying it. It's what I do. Torrens has not been good. I'm watching Raleigh step up with power. He's doing what he did in AAA at the Major League level. He's He's watching the ball. He's got better play discipline. He's hitting the ball with authority. He's getting the ball in the air, and he's so dang strong. If he gets that ball in the air, it's gonna do one thing It just carries. Last night, that ball, that home run in, te- in, uh, in Houston, that ball, I thought it was an average pop-up, to be honest with you. Oh, I might get two to, to the warning track, but he's so strong and it was bloody hot was yesterday in, in Houston. I saw like the heat index was 108 and granted it's inside in the AC, but you know, thinner air up there. The ball's gonna travel a little bit easier. Congratulations, Cal. You have been a huge godsend for this franchise. You and Julio have been really stepping up to the plate recently. Toro, Terence continue to be frustrating, unfortunately. I'm done watching Dylan Moore attempt to even hit the baseball. I want Sam Haggerty to stay up with, with the ball club. I got some injury updates coming up here in a little bit as far as what to expect with guys coming up as far as rehab stuff in general first series win we had yesterday in houston since 2018. this has been called the house of horrors that's a little bit of a trick one to say if you have a problem with the r because then you're going to say a word you don't want to and i'm not about that but overall in general houston has been an absolute nightmare every time we go into this place it's an absolute nightmare this has got the minute the crawford boxes at 314 feet are you kidding me minute made really cheap soda you guys have a cheap soda brand that puts like fake aspartame in their drinks and that's what you would name your ballpark after in texas why don't you go through a barbecue joint or something cool texas is known for for barbecue isn't it not minute made not minute made fresca who cares houston you hit julio rodriguez twice yesterday you're a bunch of bums i'm tired of watching you guys hit our superstar because you're jealous you don't have one besides for yordan alvarez that's a point. Get over yourselves. You want to bank on some more trash cans? You want to put another sensor in Jose Altuve's jersey? Go for it. We'll banish you from the American League. You should never even be in our in our bloody division. All you do is cheat, throw at people, throw a fit. Dusty Baker doesn't even, he goes up for the post game conference? Not even making logical sense. They lock him up for a game and say Dusty, just shut up. Just shut up, Dusty. No one wants to hear it. You guys threw at the head of Eugenio Suarez right right before J Rod smacked a dinger to right field and sent you all packing. So you guys, are, oh, we can't handle this happening. Get over yourselves. You've been top of our of our conference, our division for like four or five consecutive years. Lance McCullers, Justin Verlander, Jose Arquini looked like trash yesterday. Garcia is a, is a good pitcher. You've got plenty of players. Get over it. It's our time. Step aside. Enjoy the, the old welcome mat that got walk, so much stepped over, there's not even writing on it anymore. It's time for a change. And it's going to happen right now. It needs to happen right now. And that series win, we come home, we are one game behind the Boston Red Sox for the final wild card spot, ladies and gentlemen. This is time. This is when you put the hay in the barn. Let's go. Let's go. We need to get this done. We need a good solid homestand. 11 games. I want to see 7-4. and 8-3. and three. I need you to sweep the Boston Red Sox. Let's go. Show up to the ballpark. Let's crank up the electric factory. Let's get 42,000 people back in the stands. And let's kick some tail. Because I'm ready. I'm fired up, as you can tell. Let's go. Robbie Ray. Logan Gilbert. Flexen, Kirby. Marco. Everybody. Logan, God bless you, you beautiful man. You are such an animal on that mound. You are a physical dominating presence that we haven't had, in my personal opinion, since Randy. Felix was never physically imposing. He just had great stuff. He had wicked slider, sinker, best changeup in baseball, but Logan is 6'7", coming downhill, throwing 98 miles an hour. He's starting to incorporate that curveball, that slider, and that changeup, the changeup more to righties now versus to lefties, because that changeup versus lefties is just disgusting. And when you have that four-pitch mix like Kirby, you're gonna have two superstar kids that are pushing this team to the promised land. And this is what we've been waiting for for 20 years. As a team who shows up to the ballpark on a daily basis, puts their, you know, puts their, their their rally caps on from the very beginning, and says, "Let's let's get this bread. Let's get this dub today. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You know, I love this saying. See us rise. And I say it after every single podcast because that's what we do. We rise to the occasion. We rise to good teams. We show them we will not back down anymore." Ladies and gentlemen, we have been a crap team for 20 years. I get people laughing at me all the time. Why do you get so fired up about the Mariners? They suck. They've always sucked. Well, yeah, they have sucked. And then Jerry DePoto and Scott Service said, we're tired of sucking. It's time to step up and be the king of the crop. It's time to rule the jungle. Let's go! Let's get this dub tomorrow, we'll get the the series started off right, the homestand fired up on a Friday night, I want that ballpark to be packed! I will be there Monday, and I'm going to be rooting and cheering my tail off for this team because I can see the promise. I can see what's going to happen. Mitch Hanniger is in the batting cage finally. Finally, finally, finally Mitch Hanniger is back inside of the batting cage. This has been a long time coming. I haven't had much of any updates recently that I can actually speak upon with Verified, uh, based upon the back of Jerry. So Jerry says, and I quote, Mitch is back inside of the batting cage. He is not doing any running activities. He's just beginning baseball activities. This is very positive. He's probably gonna be doing this for the next i I'd probably say three to four weeks. And then we're gonna have a small rehab stint for Mitch, send him down to AAA, get his legs back under him and bring him up. I'm I'm assuming Justin Upton is probably going to be called up within the next couple of days. Uh, Taylor Chamel is playing out of his mind right now. I love Taylor Tramiel. TT, man, you've been a godsend in right field. You play quality defense. You are putting the offensive ability at the plate to full potential, Taylor Chamel, And we're so thankful for that. Thank you, man so much for for doing what you're doing because it's alleviated the pressure off of the middle of our lineup, which is what we desperately needed. A couple people have been asking me yesterday on Twitter, Jared Kellenick, what happened yesterday? He was pulled as a precautionary measure because he felt some, quote, discomfort in his right hamstring. Jerry spoke on this with the Mike Salk show via on Seattle Sports Station this morning on his usual, more on his media session on Thursdays. He said very, very plainly, look, not a big problem. He ran into a little bit of like, a, he felt a little bit of like a weird feeling in his leg. It's a smart move just to pull him right now. He means way too much to, to the future of our franchise coming up for even not even for this year, but for, for years beyond. I've been told that if he continues to play, well, and I'm going to touch on what he needs to do to get back to the big leagues, that we could see him probably mid August is what I've been hearing, mid to late August in general. It all depends upon a couple of things. Those things are more contact, less strikeouts in general, and better zone control. Because right now, like he was up in the big leagues, he's just swinging at everything. And he can't have that. His strikeout percentage is still above 33%. If you want to get back to the big leagues, it needs to be like 21%-ish. 21 to 23. 23 is still pretty high. Uh, I know Julio Rodriguez is striking out. I think he's like 29%. But the dude's hitting the ball hard every single time. He's putting the ball into play. He's letting the ball find itself, and when that happens, good things are, are, are going to happen for you. Let's see here. Uh, I talked. I touched on a couple guys that are kind of come back from rehab. Those two guys are Eric Swanson and Ken Giles. Jerry stated this morning that both of those guys are due and slated, or excuse me, slotted to come back to the, to the bullpen within the next uh, week to ten days. Tent- tent- tentatively, excuse me, this can all be subject to change. Obviously, Dudes, it all comes down to when they both feel that they can throw three days in a row, no d- discomfort, no big time problems, nothing along those lines. Step it up, have a consistent outings. Ken Giles's f- uh, velo is finally up to 94, up, up to 96, which is what we're looking for based upon previous experiences with Ken Giles. So that's something to pay attention to. Swanson's just been to have a little bit of a shoulder, uh, shoulder uh, tightness or a sore shoulder, a tired shoulder, excuse me. And that's just kind of happens when you're throwing on multiple days in general. So I'm gonna keep my eye open on that. Obviously, it's like I always reference. If you guys want to see, uh, keep up on the updates when it comes to injuries, AAA. Please follow me on Twitter, P N W Professor. I keep up on all that stuff I'm on my side time. And uh, yeah, so that pretty much covers everything for the Mariners, last note, unfortunately there's no update for Tom Murphy right now, he's still recovering from his shoulder, uh, from his shoulder issue. Apologize for that, Just getting a little bit of drink of water. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, he's still dealing with the, uh, with a torn labrum in his shoulder, so it's going to be a little bit more time for Tom Murphy in general. So we'll see what happens there, but overall that's what I got for, for, for the Mariners today. And we got a fair, we got a little bit of a Seahawks section today. Some of you guys have been asking, well, what's going on with the training camp, uh, like OTAs, how how they finish up, mandatory minicamp, all that jazz. Obviously, as everybody knows, there's no DK Metcalf at mandatory minicamp. He is still rehabbing in Southern California. The team has not chosen to fine him $90,000 for the duration of the three-day mandatory minicamp. I wouldn't expect them to, just to have a, you know, a measure of good faith and something along, along those lines. Initially, Geno Smith was running with the first team offense. Drew Lock was running with the second team. Uh, today, at uh, mini camp, they kind of changed it up a little bit more. What they've been doing is incorporating Tyrell Lockett in with both offenses. So therefore, Drew Lock is getting essentially partial first team reps now. At first, it was reported via Cor- Corbin Smith, uh, beat reporter for, for the Seattle Seahawks, also on Locked On Seahawks. Uh, please give them a listen. They're, they're a great listen. And as far as like good into intricate details, The Drew Locke was not getting a whole lot of first team reps. He was running with, with the twos, which was a little bit concerning. They had their first media session yesterday. Drew Locke opened up and admitted he was having some like some small uh, minor d- difficulties with learning the Seahawks system in general. But uh, overall, over the last couple of days, everything I'm seeing in, in the videos, what I'm hearing about from, from the beat uh, beat reporters is that Drew Locke looks fantastic. He looks really good outside of the pocket. His feet are moving well, much better than when it was in Denver. That was one of the big problems I touched on in the previous podcasts was that Drew Locke's feet are his biggest problem. If you don't have your feet set and, and the foundation to throw the ball, you're not going to be accurate with it. That's something that Josh Allen's worked on. Patrick Mahomes has worked on. All the guys have a big time arm, but I got to be able to, you know, Accurately put that ball where you want to or else it really doesn't mean anything if you have a big arm If you can't locate it, it's gonna be an interception and then you're not gonna play football anymore and your career is done. It's very simple Okay, Jamal Adams had two fingers fused in a surgery He referenced in his media session yesterday that he had multiple he said over a dozen finger dislocations That is absolutely brutal to hear that but essentially what he does, he, he fuses the two bones together in general, the, the, the two fingers, trying to limit that from happening. He says he feels a lot better than he has in previous years. He's trying to fix up that problem so it's not a recurring issue for, for, uh, for the season upcoming. Something interesting I touched on, I believe, in episode four when we started the first day of OTAs was that Abe Lucas and Jake Curhan were competing at right tackle. It has now appeared that Abe Lucas has made a slight imper- like a slight emergence or pushing ahead of Jake Curran at right tackle. What's interesting is that Jake Curran wasn't playing right tackle yesterday at, at OTAs. It was him and Stone Forsyth. He was playing right guard along with uh, Phil Haynes. Phil Haynes has been stepping in for Gabe Jackson, who's been recovering from a surgery. He has been inside the building, but he has not been actively practicing due to rehabbing. Uh, Marquise Goodwin has really stood out in, these, in this mini camp and the OTAs. Veteran presence, his speed, his burst off the line has been really catching a lot of people's eyes. His veteran leadership when it comes to the savviness of his routes, Christmas of his routes, how he's teaching these younger kids, Aaron Fuller, Cody Thompson, um, Penny Hart, all of all the young kids, you know, kind of what he's learned over his years being in a similar system with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. So, be curious to see. He's you know pushing really hard for a roster spot, from what I'm hearing, which is going to be a, a good challenge for guys like Penny, uh, Penny Hart, Cody Thompson, Aaron Fuller. Um, I'm a big Aaron Fuller fan. I liked him a lot last season a lot when he had opportunities. He had good chances, he made the most of them. And I just hope to see he can make the roster. But guys like Marquise Goodwin are going to make that a little bit more difficult for him in general. And we're going to finish up today with a shout out for uh, for Cody Barton. I've been one of the biggest Cody Barton fans that I know of in my local circle. He's been a kind of an unsung hero, you know, coming out of Stanford, linebacker, super smart. Um, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't Stanford, it was Utah. Wow, that's a little bit of an embarrassing moment for me. I pride myself on that. I apologize. But uh, in general, he's making his presence known in a fit in the physicality and intelligence roles. You know, he's yelling, he's barking at people. He's, he's there. I've been hearing at every single practice, there's a two to three moments where there could have been a small altercation because Cody Barton is not taking crap or guff from anybody. He knows this is his, his role. He's going to start. He wants to make his, his voice, his presence known. He's been spending a lot of time with Quandre Diggs, trying to get that leadership role locked in. He, you know He's been there for the entirety of his career, obviously, since he was drafted. He's earned his stars and his stripes. It's time for him to step up into his role. I'm really excited to see what he is. He's super fast. He's got great awareness. Good football IQ out of the linebacker position. Really good guy. He's good to our media. And between him and Jordan Brooks, Daryl Taylor, and Chan Wosu, we're going to be in a good spot. And uh, with that, that's going to end today's podcast. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please uh, do me a favor. Please subscribe, give me a follow, or give me a like. Always appreciated And down in the comment section below. Also, if you want these podcasts to come to you, just hit the notification bell, and then all the work that I do just comes easy, easily to your phone. And if you enjoy the podcast, drop me a rating. And as always, and I always drop it off as simply this, ladies and gentlemen see us rise!